Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. How are you guys doing out there? I hope everyone is doing great. I'm excited to bring another episode of the It Just Works podcast to you guys. I feel like it's been such a long time. Uh, you know, these weekly episodes are so much better for me. <laughs> um, even though I wait till the last minute, well, not like wait till the last minute, but I honestly don't finish touching up everything until like the day before you know this comes out. And I don't. Oh, uh, my mouth just made a noise. Um, <laughs> I don't do that for any particular reason. Um, things have kind of been stressful for me. I um, I guess I've been dealing with a lot of stress. Just you know, just life. It happens. Um, I don't nearly have as much going on as other people, um, but that's not the point. The point is the stuff I have going on, I've allowed myself to gather a lot of stress. And uh, today, I'm recording this at 4.32 p.m. on February 2nd. Um, you know, I just got off work and I uh, just really let it get to me. I don't know why, um, but I believe it's good to talk about this kind of stuff. There's no reason to really hold it in, and you can't really move forward in life unless you talk about it, so... Shout out to my girlfriend, Darian. Um, I was able to talk to her about it. Honestly, I probably could have talked to any of you listening to about it. But it's nice to talk to her about it, of course, and um, kind of deal with that. So one step at a time, right? Um, basically, that's another reason why we went to one episode a week. I was just literally stressing myself out over nothing. You know, if I'm not even preparing properly for one episode, why would I be doing two episodes a week? I'm just trying to be realistic about it. And... Uh, yeah, I just want to let you guys know, um, I apologize for all that, but I really appreciate you listening to the show still, um, where our numbers are still going up, uh, still have new listeners, so thank you guys so much for listening to the show. You are all incredible. I absolutely appreciate it more than you can possibly imagine. Seriously, it means a lot to me. Uh, I just ask you for one thing, uh, don't forget to review the show um, if you listen to it on Apple Podcasts. You can scroll down and you'll see a star system. Uh, just hit five stars or whatever you feel like I deserve. And uh, it really helps out. It helps the show grow. If you know people type in video game on the search bar, you know, we'll pop up or entertainment, you know, just all that stuff. It's really, it really helps us grow in the charts. And um, it'd mean a lot to me. And I guess, it's, you know, I guess it's more than one thing, but, you know, share it around with people you know in person. Uh, if you know anybody who'd be interested in the show, uh, you know, send them a link to the show. Let's see if uh, we can get some more listeners. Um, I would just appreciate all your support as always. Um, thank you so much. And we're gonna get into a couple, couple news things. Um, three four three has shown off some Halo Infinite stuff. Basically, like what the guns used to look like to what they look like now. They're doing blog posts every week, um, which are. Nothing major, but they're still going to be talking about the game, and I'll take any information I can get over nothing at all. Um, basically, they talked about the sandbox, uh, vehicles, weapons. Um, it's it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool listen. I'm just excited for anything Halo Infinite to come out, to be honest with you. Uh, and then Microsoft, uh, in the last three months, has made enough money from sales of whatever. <laughs> it could be anything that they sell. Um, they've made $7.5 billion and, or I'm sorry, oh, Jesus, I screwed that up. They've basically made enough money 
to buy two more Bethesdas. As you know, earlier last year, they bought ZeniMax, the parent company of Bethesda, and that acquisition was $7.5 billion. But in the last three months, Microsoft has made enough money to buy two more Bethesdas. And that's crazy. <laughs> that's insane. That is so much money. I mean, I knew Microsoft made a ton of money, but damn. That's a lot, ladies and gentlemen. That's a lot. So, yeah, just kind of wanted to throw that out there because I think that's a, kind of a crazy news tidbit. Um, well, there's a lot of rumors going around that they are uh, looking for more studios to acquire. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, pretty sure they're going to acquire another major studio I one, or publisher. One of the things that comes to mind is Warner Brothers. You know, Monolith Studios, the people that did uh, the Lord of the Rings games, the Shadow of War games, uh, or the Middle Earth games, um, NetherRealm Studios, Mortal Kombat, Injustice, you know, those guys killing it. Um, and God knows who else I'm drawing a blank on. But I think it'd be really cool if they picked them up. Uh, I just think it'd be amazing. Those are great studios. Um, next, I want to move on to the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. It is a remaster of the trilogy. They showed off a trailer today, and oof, my god, everyone, does this game look amazing. Uh, however, I've noticed that um, some some of the screenshots, you know, side by side with their original format, are uh, a little different. So, as much as I love the game, um, <laughs> you know, Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary really changed a lot of the atmosphere with the new graphics that they made. Um, and some of it for the better, some of it not so much. So one of the missions that comes to mind is the mission 343 Guilty Spark. It is the first mission where you find the Flood, you know, through the, the Marines recording, and then you eventually fight them immediately after that. That mission is very, very dark and moody in the original version of Combat Evolved. And I'm not saying it's not moody in Anniversary, but it's not dark at all in Anniversary Edition. The graphics are super bright. The colors are popping. And don't get me wrong, like, for what they did, it looks great. But that mission, like, really, like, really had a dark tone to it. And uh, when I was a kid, it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> but it looks like some of the Mass Effect screenshots of the side-by-side -side from the original version and the Legendary Edition version uh, have some differences I don't think it's going to be as bad as what I just described with Halo 1, but uh, we'll have to see. The game, uh, Mass Effect The Legendary Edition, includes single-player-based content and over 40 DLC from the highly acclaimed Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 games, including, including promo weapons, armors, and packs remastered and optimized for 4K Ultra HD. That will be released May 14th. I am watching the trailer as I am talking about it. The game looks amazing. If you've never played this trilogy, please, please, please pick this up. Uh, the Mass Effect trilogy is one of the best trilogies of all time in gaming. I mean, I I love them so much. I never finished all the DLCs. I never finished everything they provided. Um, granted, if you heard the rumors, yes, the ending to the trilogy could have been a little bit better. Uh, the things they added post-launch did make it better, but this game franchise is insane. Like, please, please check it out. If you played Andromeda but haven't played Mass Effect 1, it is not the same thing. Go pick up Mass Effect 1, uh, Legendary Edition. <laughs> uh, 
I promise there's an almost night and day difference. So I just kind of wanted to share that tidbit with you guys. I don't know why I keep saying tidbit. Uh, next, we're going to move on to Apex Season 8. It just started today as of this recording. Uh, Fuse is the new legend who came out. And I played two matches. I won my first match with Fuse. I won my first match of the day. I haven't played the game in a couple weeks, and it definitely showed today. Uh, they changed King's Canyon, uh, you know, some parts of it, and they also added a 30-30 repeater, which is a lever-action rifle. Uh, two things I can tell you right off the bat, even three. <laughs> King's Canyon is great. It's always great to play on that map. The changes they make to it are really good. Uh, Fuse. Fuse as a legend, um, through his interactions, the character himself, the way he looks, you know, his abilities, badass. They did a really good job with Fuse. I'm excited to keep playing as him uh, when I can. Uh, the 3030 repeater is everything I could have ever wanted. As I said last time, I love that lever action rifles. They did an incredible job. Uh, I'm just blown away by it. Uh, so please go check out Apex Season 8. And then the Nintendo Switch version of Apex Legends will be coming out March 9th. So keep your eyes out for that. And then uh, next week, I will be having a special guest on. It'll be Brian from the Instagram page, Another Vinyl page. Uh, he's my brother-in-law. Uh, he posts vinyl records of... Excuse me. He posts vinyl records of classic music, uh, retro games, current games... Uh, the dude's awesome. I'm really excited to have him on. He's such a good guy, and we are going to be talking about a certain topic. I'm not going to give away the topic yet. Uh, but yeah, he'll be on the show, uh, and potentially another person who hasn't been on the show in a very long time, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, but keep an eye out for that episode next week. Uh, I'm really excited for it. We're going to be recording it here soon, and that should be really fun. Uh First, the first Series X slash Series S release of 2021 is out now, and that would be The Medium, which is a psychological thriller type walking simulator type game. I haven't played it yet, but it looks kind of cool. Um, it's getting mixed reviews all around. Uh, some people love it to death. Some people are like, yeah, it was fun. And some people hate it. <laughs> so it's definitely all over the place, and it's not that any other game isn't. But it really looks like this game is getting massive mixed reviews. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Everyone's got different opinions. But the only opinion that matters is the one that you have for your you know, for your experience. And uh, that's another reason why I'm talking about it. It is available right now on Xbox Game Pass. Um, so please go check that out. Um, I plan on playing the game a little bit. So I can at least uh, you know, see what those reviews were talking about. Because I listened to about three different reviews. Um, two positive reviews. Well, actually, four. Uh, two positive and then a couple mixed. Actually, one hated it. Sorry, one hated it. <laughs> and uh, so definitely check that out. That is the medium. It is out now for Xbox Series X and S and PC and is available through Game Pass. So that is it, everybody. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at It Just Works Pod. Once again, that is It Just Works Pod on Instagram. If you have any questions, concerns, hit me up there. Um, if you want to be on the show, if you have any suggestions, even topics you want to hear about, please uh, hit me up there. Or you can also email us at um, uh, itjustworkspod at gmail.com. Excuse me. That is itjustworkspod at gmail.com. If you have anything for me, if you have a question for me, I'd love to do a mailbag. That is still something I really want to do with this show. So if you have any questions, please let me know. 
Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, right now, we're going to talk about Iron Man 3 and some WandaVision, so slight spoilers ahead. And uh, let's go ahead and cue that intro. Uh, welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, we're going to be talking about Iron Man 3. And today on the show, we have Eric, the casual gamer. He's back again. Eric, how are you doing today, man? I never left, but I'm here. Great. Mike is back again as well. Mike, how are you doing? Good, man. How are you? I am fantastic. I am ready to talk about some Iron Man 3. We've been kind of building up to this for the last two episodes uh we would be presumed that this show would or this movie would be uh awful as it was when it came out in our opinions i mean i'm not speaking for you guys but i actually did not like this movie when it came out uh yeah so we're gonna talk about it we're gonna do a little deep dive into iron man 3 uh a movie i originally didn't care for and uh we're just gonna kind of hit it off right there so uh, when this movie first came out, uh, based off trailers and everything, they're kind of building up a Mandarin, and it just you know coming off the Avengers, it was really interesting to see what they were going to do with Tony, and uh, I just remember like being hyped for this movie, like it's, it looked like it was going to be dark, um, not like a DC dark, just like a good kind of a moody film, which it still kind of is, and then I remember uh, the Mandarin and how that didn't work out at all to uh what they advertise and <laughs> i wondered if it was kind of like a sick joke because i thought that was crazy the way uh ben kingsley's character like that and um i never cared for the film i don't even think i watched it i don't think i rewatched it before infinity war either like i think i just skipped it because i was like i don't feel like watching it again so yeah it's been a while uh mike what were your initial reactions to iron man 3 you know, watching it back in the day. Oh, back when I first saw it, it was um, arguably one of the worst ones in, in the MCU in the whole cinematic universe. And rewatching it, preparing myself as far as like you know, getting ready for the show and stuff. Um, it nothing nothing changed my mind from my original viewing of the movie. I think it was back. It was twenty thirteen. Uh, I um, think so. Yeah, because Avengers twenty twelve. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it is. Yeah, I mean, I can make an argument that this is the, the one of the worst movies that they've done um, from top to bottom. Um, so I don't know how much are you, are you want. Are we diving in now, or you want? Are, are we gonna? <laughs> we'll, we'll get to the the reasons why you hate it for sure. Uh, Eric, what were your initial uh, thoughts and reactions to Iron Man three when it came out in theaters? Well, I remember not liking it, but I think I was just upset that they, the trailers give off the vibe that you're going to get um, the Mandarin, and you didn't. And um, that was the biggest letdown. Plus, the villains aren't really good in this movie. I mean, they're just, they're not. 
I feel like they're, they're rehashing all the villains um, since Iron Man 1, pretty much. Like, oh, we have a, a super serum. We're going to put it in somebody. And they're going to be able to do whatever, you know? Um, but upon rewatching it last night, I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, not as bad as I remember. Um, I mean, f- you know, 45, 50 minutes in, you're, you realize that you're not getting the Mandarin. So that sucked. Um, I didn't really care for the fact that Tony's so he's like dealing with all his anxiety, you know, from Avengers and the nuke and this and that. It's just like, okay, beating a dead horse. We get it. Um, I guess that's the first movie after Avengers. So they had to really step it up on and use that or whatever. I don't know, but it just like every, just felt like there was like five, six times that they brought it up, maybe even more. And then, um, so I, I enjoyed it better last night than I remember enjoying it, but it's still not that great. Um, you know, I'd say when it comes to uh, him having anxiety after New York, uh, it's actually appropriate. I mean, the the stuff he went through and it was kind of traumatic for him. Um, he's just some Joe Blow rich guy in a you know a costume basically, and he's flying a nuke into space, killing an army of aliens. And almost you know, himself in the process to save everyone. Uh, I thought they did a really good job of um, showing the anxiety episodes that he had. Uh, yeah, they did it pretty frequently in the movie, but I always felt like it, it felt pretty realistic. Uh, one of the things that we're kind of spoiled with talking about this movie in 2021 is we know the outcome of the MCU. Yeah. And. Tony continues to talk about how he was haunted, even to Thanos himself, how he was haunted about what happened at New York all the way up to infinity war. He brought up how he's haunted him. So, and this idea of the, you know, the Chitari army and everything. So it's kind of cool to look back at this movie and see that, you know, the payoff, you know, him being haunted by what happened and, you know, being anxious by it, obviously he grew over it, but I thought they did a pretty good job in this film, be, you know, it being the first one that takes place after the first Avengers. I didn't, and it wasn't really bothered by it. Not that it's a problem if you are. I'm just saying, I, I thought they actually did a pretty good job of that and that they weren't beating a dead horse. But yeah, I just felt like they were. I, I don't know. I just felt like that stood out to me. Um, but like I said, I still enjoyed it more last night than normal than the the last time I even remember. But we're actually going to get into that now. So starting with Mike, uh, do you have a favorite scene from the film? No, um, not really. Okay. I mean, well, I, my favorite scene was at the end with all the Iron Man suits coming in. I don't, there's there's not a moment in this movie that. None of it meshed well from 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 part one of two D the climax of the end, like you know, because they're working. Not, like even going back and knowing that kid Guy Pierce's character all just killing it and and how they did all that stuff and like again, you know how he was the villain and how he was you know extrem was an extremist or something. I forget that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah, it's extremist. And um, but if I had to pick a favorite part. Um, no oh, man, that's I, honestly I, I, I 
I literally have it written down right here. Nothing. Uh, so I, I probably would go with the, beat, the opening scene where John Favreau had a had a mullet in the nineties. Um, that's it. Okay. Hey, you know, it's still something you liked. Uh, Eric, you were saying that your favorite scene is when the Iron Man suits, um, the house party suits show up to help out. Yeah, at the end. Yeah, I like that because at least it showed you a couple different suits. That you just like the mini Hulkbuster suit. I don't remember what it's called, but Gorilla, some shit. I think maybe. But um, yeah, yeah, I like that part. I forgot that they bring in all those. You know, the best part about the movie, which actually makes me miss him, is Jarvis. <laughs> the after watching all these, like I miss Jarvis. Yeah, I hate that they turned him into Vision. I mean, it's fine, but I don't have a problem with Vision. It's just Jarvis, Jarvis is so good as instead of Holiday. Like, I like Jarvis a lot more. Friday. Friday. Holiday is from a different thing, uh, franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I thought it was so cool, man, to see all the suits again. I forgot how different they were, though. There was, like, a, yeah. a suit that's, like, completely meant for, like, hand-to-hand combat and then, you know, lifting things, you know, out of his back. And then the mini Hulkbuster suit. I was just like, damn, I forgot how many like suits they made for this, you know, the scene. And I thought that was really cool. Uh, I kind of cheated. I couldn't pick one specifically, but honestly, I just said every scene with a kid was amazing. I legitimately loved just the, the dynamic they had him and Tony. Uh, I thought everything they did was awesome. But if I had to pick a specific moment when the kid uses the, the flashbang, whatever it is that Tony gave him and then he shoots a freaking hole in that dude's face with his hand gun, or mm. bl- blaster that he had and just hiding in his uh, sleeve. Um, I just thought the kid was cool. Uh, once again, we're talking to this after everything happened, um, knowing that he's at the end of end game, you know, there for Tony. I just thought it was really cool to see everything wrapped up. And then, like I said, I haven't seen this film since it came out probably on Blu-ray, but it was really cool to see, those scenes with them again, because it just felt really natural. I, I thought it was funny how, even though this kid's starstruck by Tony, like he's immediately bugging him about New York, which he can see is mentally destroying Tony, but he doesn't care. Like he, he just talks about it and like, he literally sees like Tony break down into a, a anxiety attack. But the kid's like, well, you don't want me to talk about New York anymore. He's like, can't you tell? <laughs> like uh, it is just, yeah, their banter uh, was good. Yeah, I guess that's the simplest way to put it. I really enjoyed their scenes together. And uh, I don't know. I, it definitely made up for a lot uh, of the things that are wrong um, in the film. Um, okay, that was cool. Did anyone else see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw mm-hmm. The Zoom thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. That was cool. Um, yeah, so Zoom gave us a reward. <laughs> uh, we don't have to worry about the time limit, so that's cool. Uh so we're going to move on to our least favorite scenes and what we would change from it. Um, I just put the reveal of the Mandarin to be a fraud played by, you know, Ben Kingsley, his character, uh, Trevor, some slattery slattery. Um, you know, my initial viewing of the film, it was like, it was horrible, man. I just couldn't believe it. Like the Mandarin in the comics is like such a, a good villain for Iron Man. And, uh, it's just such wasted opportunity here. Um, I just, I hated it. I would just change it. Um, so I was thinking about it. Here's how I could change it. So Guy Pierce's character, I actually thought like the things he did 
to ruin Tony's reputation, to destroy his house, to kidnapping the president. I actually thought that was pretty well done. Um, you know, what he did, the, the crimes he committed, right? But what if Guy Pierce was just the front for being Ben Kingsley's character? Like he actually was the Mandarin the whole time. Um, but Guy Pierce kind of like was his decoy, I guess, to plot something even bigger. I don't know. That's something they could have done, which led up, up to the president's kidnapping. But uh, instead, we got a Guy Pierce doing flame. The president of the United States gets kidnapped, and none of the other Avengers care to show up. Now, they don't want to pay for him. It's not uh, an Avenger movie. The president of the United States gets kidnapped. You got this guy. Oh, and, by the, and, and Shield is still around. Nick Fury is a. Is the spy amongst all spies that has his, a, a, a handprint on everything going on around the world, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that would lead him down the road towards like there's these people that are breathing fire and can grow back limbs, and none of that, none of that catches his attention. And that, you know, it, it's this movie has Shane Black. Okay, he 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 directs one of my one of my favorite movies, Nice Guys, with, with uh, uh, Russell Crowe and um, Ryan Gosling. And this was this came a few years up after. He, he he took the crack at this the superhero stuff. Uh, I just think that when they cashed out on Iron Man, uh, they, it 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 just goes to show that they really didn't. They got what they wanted from the character, and they it, they just let it kind of just go free. Let's just see what some of these up and coming guys can do with it. It just from from the, I, I don't want to cut cut anybody off, but I I hated this movie so goddamn much. So I'm not going to get too far like into what's my least favorite thing already, but I don't understand how, back to my original point, how the President of the United States gets kidnapped. No other Avenger can, is available? No. Not even Captain America himself? Captain America? Not even Bucky? Not even, no, no, not Bucky. But like, I don't know. So many plot holes, so many, um, so many things that are just like, just like they, they, you can tell that they were juggling several different things at once, like, you know, and then kind of your point, Ryan, like where with Guy Pierce's character, you know, how, oh no, the Mandarin character, because even watching the original Iron Man, I was not a big Iron Man comic, comic book guy, but I know, I read up, I, I knew that's his main antagonist, right? Everyone, you know, so, and Ben Kingsley is one of the best actors working us alive today. It was back then today. Okay. And even the cutscenes leading up to the so while I'm watching the first time, I'm thinking like all these cutscenes with the manner are pretty cool. Like it's leading up to that. At least I had that to look forward to. Yeah. And then yeah. Well, it makes sense. I mean I didn't think about that because, like, I don't know. I mean, clearly they had other intentions. Or, yeah, literally the only thing they could have done differently um, to not, so you wouldn't have to worry about that is just not have made the Avengers movie yet, like make Iron Man 3 before Avengers. And then that'd be it. Yeah. That's all they could have done. And then you wouldn't have had to worry about that. I kind of, like, they kind of assumed that. Even me, like I, I don't blame him. 
because Iron Man can carry his own weight. He can carry a trilogy, and he's like one of the guys that has a true trilogy, like a true actual trilogy. Like no one, like Thor, like he had Ragnarok, but then Hulk showed up. Um, Cap was with with uh, Civil War and uh, you know Winter Soldier. Like they all kind of had a surrounding cast around to kind of boost these movies. But with Iron Man, they felt like he 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 has enough, I guess, to work with. To give him a real, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, just, Iron Man too. He has, you know, he has Don Cheadle's War Machine, and then he has Black Widow. And he has Nick Fury. Yeah, Iron Man two, I think, is better than this one. Iron Man two is, is not a very good movie. Yeah, it's only excuse me, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't want to go too. Long. I I have so much shit <laughs> on this fucking movie. Well, Eric. Uh, Eric, what's your least favorite scene from the? Film? Oh, dude, it's when they're trying to get the Iron Patriot suit, and then Guy Pierce is like burning um, Rhodey, and then he jumps out, and then he like breathes fire. I was like, so stupid. The, so bre- the, the breathing fire was so fucking stupid, dude. Yeah, like I already remembered that. Like I didn't forget that that happened. But oh, watching it again was like, yeah, yeah, that was the worst part. That was really rough to see. The biggest you know, letdown was what you said, Ryan. But the worst scene was like, really? That was something that you're like, oh, yeah, those cool. are fire retardant, apparently, because they're able to burn up to, I don't know how hot, and they're, they're still able to retain their clothing. It's pretty cool. True. That's true, right? <laughs> okay, this movie definitely isn't without its faults. Um, Wait, boy, Ryan wrote Gwyneth Paltrow's character. Did we, did we, did I, I think some of you guys, to, like, she was a, she, this bitch was a secretary. And she, she, oh, she got to be a bitch. <laughs> and she jumps out and she knows how to use the, use one, like, I, this movie is awful. And I'm glad we're talking about it right now. Has she seen Tony do that? Shut up. Like, she could pick oh, up. Oh, she knows. Oh, she knows how to, okay. All right, I guess she's lived with him for a while, dude. Yeah, I guess. Relax. That's the least of your worries. How about the Shane Black Christmas? I felt like that was so forced. I guess that's his like shtick. Is that right, Mike? Yeah, it. it yeah, it's funny you mention that because I was thinking about that when I rewatched it, and I was saying like, yeah, most of his other one, like even uh, I think his his take on the Predator wasn't. I I, I was trying to remember if that was Christmas time, but I don't know, dude. He's, when did he make the Predator? He made pretty the last made, one, right? Like the yeah. last one. Yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it took place during Christmas. That's his. That's his like shtick. Like he. Yeah, yeah. I'll, he somehow, know. for whatever reason, involves Christmas within his movies. But I just felt like it was so forced. There was like random stupid trees, and then like random music, Christmas music. I don't know. I didn't care for that, but I know that's like his thing. Mm. But, I mean, there's yeah. a lot. Of, there's yeah. There's a lot of issues. There's a lot of issues with it, but I thought, I just thought the whole movie sucked. And then going back, like, there's a lot of nice moments. I guess that I really enjoyed between characters. Um, like I like like once again, like you didn't care for the whole anxiety thing, but I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. It showed how like messed up he was from the events of New York, which 
I mean, for any person, it would probably mess them up quite a bit. <laughs> so, um, you know, almost them, you know, the Avengers couldn't take out that army. You know, what's this, you know, what's to say what they can do with what comes next, you know, which is basically what he talks about in Infinity War. I spent so much time preparing for it. Obviously, we don't see that because Iron Man 3 is the last Iron Man film in Civil War. It doesn't really count, I would say. You know, what he does in there has nothing to do with the future. But uh, crazy stuff, man. Like the anxiety thing, like, I mean, the, the guy was in a cave for, how, how long was he in that, that cave for in the first one? Like, he was held hostage. He had one of his family friends and Jeff Bridges in the first one. Like, I... I kind of like more relate to like how he was going through all that shit in the first one, but in this, I, I, I guess. But see, he's got a huge ego, so maybe the army invading Earth made him realize, oh, aliens are real. I'm fighting a god, and right. I'm not as big as I thought I was. Like it was. That's, that's, that leads to the whole. Uh, that leads to the whole premise of him like putting a, a suit of armor around the world later on in the whole thing. Yeah, which we all know mm-hmm. how that goes. Um. Damn, I forgot yeah. Iron Man 3 is like super early. It's way before Ultron 2. I totally forgot. Yeah. I, like the, yeah. I like they use what song they use right in the beginning. The Eiffel 65 Blue. My favorite part. That was my favorite song. I didn't like that. Oh, then like, and then, and, then guy, and then he misses a meeting with Guy Pierce's character, and then he, you know, that, that's his whole grudge on him going into later in the movie. Yeah. I guess so. Uh, Listen, and they, Guy they, Pierce's character is just fucking stupid. Like, I, it was such a waste of an amazing actor. Like, his entire role could be replaced by his hitchman. Like, dude, his hitchman. even go back to the second one, like, because uh, Mickey Rourke and Sam Rockwell and Ben Kingsley and Guy Pierce, like, so many heavy, uh, dude, it, it's still, uh, it's just, uh, you got to kind of put it on the direction of how they, who was in charge, but you know, but it told me for, for being Iron Man, he was barely Iron Man in this movie. And you can make an argument that as far as screen time goes, like he wasn't in, he wasn't Iron Man. And then he's, I don't know if you remember from the first one, like he takes a, a tank shell, you know, in the first Iron Man and he shakes it off like nothing. And these fucking things just like they rip apart. Like I remember, like when he was remote controlling one, and a truck dismantles one. I, I don't know, dude. I it it's just too many too many glaring stuff to to overlook that you know just wasn't good. I think uh, I think the shortcomings of Iron Man three are um, caused by people who didn't watch the first two when they made the third one. Because you're right, he totally like takes a tank shot in the first one, but in the third one he gets hit by a diesel truck and his whole entire armor falls off. Granted, those are two completely different armors, though. One gets built by pieces, so maybe that's the argument to be made there. You know, they, they are vastly different, whereas the first one he made was basically a walking human tank, uh, the armor he made. So I guess that's the argument there, but I, don't, I still don't buy it. Like, it is kind of stupid. Um... A tank shell is way more intense than a truck hitting you. So, <laughs> uh, nah, th- there's a lot of things wrong with the film for sure. I just thought, I, I, I guess I went in with such low expectations that I came out actually pretty satisfied having watched it. And that, you know, what's crazy is Thor Dark World, whenever we get to it, because we're going to be taking a break from Marvel movies after this episode, 
I've never seen Thor Dark World once. I haven't seen it once. And I've heard nothing but terrible things about it from just about everybody. So I'm interested or I'm curious to watch that myself. I think the most I've seen from the film is from Endgame when they go back in time to get the stone. So, and that's not even... <laughs> and that's not even technically a part of that movie. So <laughs> um, it's pretty crazy stuff. Uh, do you guys have any other you know, overall thoughts on Iron Man 3 that you'd like to share? No, I like um, that they brought back... Um, the guy from the cave um, in the first movie, real quick. I know it was they did right in the, the very very beginning. They yeah, Ho, Ho Yunsen. That's yeah. the character's name. I don't know the actor. Um, I like that. Um, yeah, I, I agree. The the guy Pierce Scrudge that oh, oh, you know, you didn't meet me on the on the roof, so I'm gonna get you later. Oh, um, you know what was dumb too is like uh, Maya or whatever her name is that the chick that he screws in Europe, Rebecca Hall. Well, that's the actress. I know, but, yeah. I know it's the actress. I could tell by the way you said it. I was like, that's not the character's name. But she like is like, I'm gonna kill myself, and then Guy Pierce just kills her anyway. So I'm like, well, what was the fucking point of that? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's so stupid. It's like, yeah, good job, stupid. You died for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. It's right out the window, dude. Tell you what, Tony's a dick right off the bat, too. In 1999, in the beginning, I wrote that down. I do know that. I wrote that note. Tony is a dick. Why? What do you say? I don't remember. Just, just the way he was acting towards everybody. Yeah. Um, Dude, you're a dick in the first one. If you want, if you want the first movie, if you want, you know. And even mm-hmm. most of the second one. There you go. I mean, he was literally in his own indie car race just for his ego. Like so, yeah. there is no other reason for him to be there. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And, like, uh, you know, I kind of, you know, I already kind of expressed how I felt, you know, early as far as you know, what else I don't like about it. But you know, even the things that you guys mentioned, as far as like trying to find something, you know, with the with the kid, you know, how he, how you, you know, the scenes with the kid, and uh, the, but they're really isn't anything to to grab onto it, it's uh and and i was excited because I, I knew that they kind of dropped the ball in the second one i knew that they were and then when they kind of came out they were doing the mandarin we're doing um you know ben kingsley's good and, and uh it just you know they try to do a little creative tw- twist with the with the guy pierce character i just nothing nothing worked with nothing worked for me at least so yeah. No, it's uh, it's tough, man. Um, I really expected a lot more from this film originally. How and the fact you guys are paying this shit, dude. And Eric, with the, first of all, Gwyneth Paltrow, okay, she doesn't know how to work any of the Iron Man shit. All right, that was the excuse you were trying. To, that was you. You were trying to defend the movie, and then you, Ryan, with your fucking you know, oh, it's a different you know, different suit. The fact that you guys are defending the movie to this extent. It just—it just, it, it wasn't good. Just, it, oh, it wasn't good, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah, it's not as bad as you're making it out to be. You're definitely making it so much worse than it is. But even then, even then, you still got to defend it. We can't just let you shit on it without trying to defend itself. Unless we all universally agree that the movie's shit. You know, <laughs> like, there's got to be some stance somewhere. I just think, uh, 
I didn't really disagree with you though with the whole armor thing. I mean, it it is kind of dumb that it, you know a, a truck took him apart, but at the same time, the armor comes together in pieces. So maybe it was janky. I don't know. I did like that that he started changing. You know, obviously a new movie, new armor, um, but the way that it came together and that he was able to use it, and then how they made it work. You know, the filmmakers. I like that. I think when it comes to the Iron Man, well, Iron Man as a character in the MCU, yeah, everything they did with his armor in all of the movies, I thought, were always interesting to see. You know, and then back then, like you just said, every time a new movie came out, he had some type of new armor, either from the comics or just the way they designed it in the film. It was really cool. Like, that, he had the suitcase armor, you know, in Iron Man 2. And I thought that was super badass. I think that was such a cool fucking scene. Even though he gets his ass handed to him, and it's like, all right, whatever, dude. Like, you're really going to just lose to a guy with whips, but whatever. Anyways, you know, that's a whole other thing. I they guess. were electric, Ryan. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Electrical whips. Ooh. But a oh, guy can breathe fire. Oh, He's a hole in his face. You guys are going to go that far back. It's just from the same tech that's made from the dark reactor. So it's like, don't don't get too, like, it just whips. Like, it. It's just it a more really, it Mike. More it's sense. just armor, okay. If it falls apart, it falls apart from a fucking truck, okay. Now, there was no body in there to keep it together, okay. It's better this way, though. It's better that, that I'm glad you guys came in and actually were trying to. Think. I was I was thinking that we were all gonna shit on it like that. Oh, I thought I thought we were all you know based off the last couple episodes we've been like I said we've been talking about. Oh, Iron Man three, Iron Man three. I thought I was going to hate it too, and then I loved it. I loved watching it. Okay, well, that's a little. No, I, mean, I don't love the film. I don't love the film. I loved watching it again. I'm like, wow, there's a lot more that I didn't appreciate from the original viewing. Have you noticed that a lot of these movies, um, well, I guess it would be like Infinity War, Endgame, and those, the newer movies, there's a lot of callbacks without actually calling back. So if you didn't, if you don't know, or if you're not paying attention, then you'll, you just won't know. But like, there's a part where um, they blow up Tony's house, right? And then Pepper's outside, and she was saved, and she puts the helmet onto her head, you know, forward, forehead to forehead, which is kind of like what, uh, well, she does at the end of Endgame, I think, to Tony, maybe, or she does it again. I think it was in one of the other movies, but just little things like that I noticed. There's a couple other things, but that's like the crazy thing about the MCU as a whole, whether or not a movie is good, they always tie them together in some way. And it's really well done. And we'll talk about it later, but yeah, the WandaVision, the most recent episode, just kind of referencing it real quick. It does that in a way that completely fucking blew me away. In fact, fuck you, Mike, we're going to talk about it. (laughs) <laughs> so before we move on to WandaVision, um, I'll go first. I I give Iron Man. Wait, does anyone else have anything to say or not? Iron Man three. I'm kind of done with it. Yeah, I'm kind of done with it. Like I said, it's it, it's all right. Yeah, I give it a seven point five mm-hmm. out of ten. I, okay, okay, wait, hold yeah. now, now. Now yeah, we. Can't I don't. Go. I think it's a seventy five percent movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go like 50 to 45 maybe. You guys really hate it that much? It's not good. 
It's not bad. It's oh, now backtracking now, Ryan. You, you, is this the one you really, you're willing to die out the, on the hill for? It like this is the one out of all the ones that we haven't talked about yet. You're, I want to hear you explain your way at seventy five. Oh, would you say seven point five? Yeah, give it a seventy five percent. Okay, not to fuck, not to put the host of all hosts. And I, love, I, I don't know how much I love. not to put you on the spot, but I want to know how. Well, I didn't look at the film like you did. So you butchered the film for me. Yeah, the president gets kidnapped and no one else shows up. Like, fuck you, man. I didn't think about that when I was watching it. (laughs) And I'm not changing my review. I mean, if I was to change my review based off that fact, which I seriously didn't think about until you said it today, I'd say 50 for sure. Yeah, it ruins the film. Thank you. But take that aside you know, if you look at Iron Man 3 for what it is, for what they gave us, the only two things that, like, well, the only three things that, like, really, really bothered me, and I guess 75 is too high, then sure. Uh, Guy Pierce's flamethrower out of his mouth. Uh, the Mandarin being a complete fucking joke and a lie. And then, honestly, Pepper Potts. I don't like Gwyneth Paltrow's Pepper Potts. I, uh, she doesn't do anything for me. She's fine. She knew parkour and out of the flames like she knew how to fucking she it was like yeah, from, so like uh, she know, was first however mike hold on hold on she was me. extremist you want to challenge me maybe my score is too high okay fair yeah. but i truly think that score is based off robert downey jr to carry his last film on his own so well they took away his suit right they fucked up the villain like the Dude had to literally act his way through this film, and I thought he killed it. Like I loved everything about Tony or um, Robert Downey Jr.'s performance. The kid, I got to bring up the kid, man. I don't know. I think I, there's just something there about that dynamic that maybe uh, it warmed my heart. You know, I was like, this is a fucking good film. <sighs> Ryan, you're making it worse. <laughs> I know I am. I don't care. I enjoyed that shit. And then. Uh, you know, back in the day, though, and still to uh, the second viewing, which Eric said was his favorite scene, just seeing all those suits, man, I thought that was so fucking cool. Uh, you know, Avengers was the only, like, big, um, like, epic moment movie we had so far. Obviously, we didn't have Infinity War, uh, Winter Soldier, all that shit. But seeing all the suits and stuff, it was like, it really reminded me of, like, what they're building up to, which is what we have now, of course. And uh, I just, I don't know, I appreciate the small things in that film that obviously make the score, in my opinion, what it is. Um, clearly, you don't agree. So, Mike, uh, that is my stance on it. Obviously, it's super opinionated and not maybe, um, I mean, what is it, subjective instead of... <laughs> um, what what would your score be then, Mike? Like an actual number, one oh, out of ten. Like, can I give a negative something? Like uh, two. I'm being nice too. Jesus, too. Okay. Uh, Eric, what would you say your score was again? Like a 4.5. Really? Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's just not, it's not good, but it's not bad. There's some positive parts. Like you're saying, I I agree with Ryan. Hang on. I agree with Ryan that you you took those suits away. He's quote unquote dead and he's got to figure out what the fuck's going on by himself. And, it brings Tony Stark, you know, yeah, it's an Iron Man movie, but Tony Stark's under the shell and makes him do a lot of the heavy lifting towards till the end. But it's 
but the Mandarin kills it. The villains aren't good. Um, the kid's cool, I guess. Like, I didn't have a problem with him. They could have done a better story. But, yeah. Like, like I said, it was a better watch this time. But it's still not good. Hmm. I just, I guess they set the bar so low for myself that when I finally ended up watching it, I was like, <laughs> oh, I guess this actually wasn't that bad. Because that's possible, man. You can do that with food in real life, too, or anything in life. You think it's not that good, and then you finally have it. You're like, all right, it wasn't too bad. All right, so uh, I think we're good with Iron Man 3. Um, fuck you, Mike, for challenging my fucking score. Um, you know, at least, at least you, 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 stayed, you, stayed, you stood your ground. I stood my ground because I know that my score is ridiculous, but it's just because I caught it on a good day, and I, I enjoyed the film I watched. I, don't I can know. I can guarantee you. Prior when we, before we hopped on, Eric had a similar score. <laughs> He's saying no. I guarantee you before we hopped on that you had a similar score. So. No, I mean the, no. Four point five is pretty low for like a huge Iron Man fan, which is what you are. Yeah, but the movie's not good. Okay, fair enough. All right, Mike. Sorry, I know you don't want to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about Wandavision. Uh, spoiler territory for anyone who hasn't watched it yet. Um, hopefully you have by the time you're listening to this. Um, the reason why I want to talk about it so bad is because I haven't been really nice to the show. I didn't really care for the first three episodes. I thought the second one was way better than the first. Uh, it just still wasn't doing anything for me. We are talking about the two weakest Avengers, in my opinion, in terms of you know who they are as characters in the cinema. Obviously, in terms of power, they are fucking very powerful characters. But this episode, holy shit. <laughs> they not only combined characters from Thor, Ant-Man, and Captain Marvel, and then references the Endgame. Uh, just the way they brought so many references and moments together into this show. I in one episode. In one episode. One episode. It blew my mind away. It blew my uh, Chris couldn't be on the show today. Even he called me. It was like, dude, like. How do they do this so well every time? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, just when you think they can't, you know, um, just when you think they can't top themselves, I truly believe like this was outstanding. It was insane. I I don't know how the hell they do it. And it's storytelling. It's really good storytelling. I thought they fucking killed it, man. Everything about this episode made me so excited to see what they do with the next four. Um, just all the characters, though, like the doctor or the you know. Uh, Agent Wu coming back, and then obviously mm-hmm. the daughter's all grown up now from Captain Marvel, right? Which is what you've been trying to say for like whatever two episodes, and it never clicked until today. <laughs> and then obviously we have a uh, Cat Dennings; she's back. Yeah, um, I was. I, I enjoyed the fact that right off the bat, um, I'm trying to think of what's the first scene really. It's her. I guess she back. literally just comes back. She right. Yeah, she comes back from India. Okay, that's the first. Yeah, the blip is what they call it. Yeah, and um, and I was I was driving and I was watching it. I was like, oh shit! I was like, <laughs> into it because I was like, oh dude, they're actually diving deep into the other stuff, you know, to connect this. And then, um, you know, and then she realizes like what happened with her mom, um, and that she's been gone for five years. So it just. They just start right off the bat interconnecting. And then, yeah, you almost have to have this fourth episode 
hopefully people made it past the three episodes. I enjoyed them. I know you didn't really like the first three, right? But hopefully a lot of people made it past the three sitcom shows, if you will, mm-hmm. to get to this show because then it ties it all together. And I think you're going to get one more episode of kind of what's kind of going on. And then I think you're going to get another four episodes of really good stuff. So I think, I don't know if you guys heard this either, but um, Paul Bettany was on, um, on a podcast and he was talking about that he, he got to work with some actor who he didn't get to work with. And right off the bat, I was like, Dr. Strange, Cumberbatch, because they didn't work together. They weren't in the movies together. He was dead and he was on earth. Yeah. Well, they both were on earth in the beginning of infinity war. Obviously he leaves and goes up in space and um, vision was, you know, with Wanda. Yeah. So I think, I think that's coming for sure. Yeah. This, uh, you know, real quick, uh, Chris wanted me to say this for him too. Uh, one of the other things that was crazy about this episode is vision when he's dead. It shows like his dead. Phone. Oh yeah. That was kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. I thought it, I thought it was creepy. Um, before we keep going into the episode, uh, Mike, is there anything you want to talk about with the episode? I know you, you didn't retain the information because you didn't watch it at a good time, like I told you to. But uh, is there anything you did enjoy that you remember uh, from the episode? You know, I'm glad that it's all kind of. Um, no, I mean, but from before, no, not, I'm not. I can't. I can't add on anything else I haven't mentioned before but i'm glad it's kind of all coming together uh, i wish you know it didn't take as long and usually you know after that first episode like or at first bite of that hamburger like oh this is pretty good i'm gonna i'm gonna eat the rest of this hamburger not you know i have to fucking wait halfway through this burger and like oh maybe maybe i will finish it you know i that's how I look at it. I was initially, like I mentioned before, I, I wanted to wait until they all kind of came out a bit. But I know I was trying to catch up on it today. And um, you on the drive home, like saying with Eric, because you know, I know he, you know, he, he's a he's a he's good at multitasking and, and you know, as a driver and driving. You know. But I, I no, I mean I'll, I'll definitely watch it now. And thanks for spoiling it from the guys. I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, it was just fucking crazy what they did this episode um i just wanted to talk about it we don't have to keep going too deep into it um you know we do i do want you to still watch it we didn't spoil enough for you to not enjoy it uh you know talking to you mike specifically um but i just i agree with eric he couldn't have said it better himself it's like i i hope to god people are giving the show a chance because this episode made all those sitcom episodes like really, really worth it. Though it was really fun to see what they do with this episode to tie everything together and uh, the payoff. Like this could have been a season finale for me, and I would have been like, "Holy shit!" Um, who do you think? Who do you think's not giving it a chance? Though I mean, everyone's watching, right? Well, well, no, Eric's not saying anyone isn't. He's saying I hope because I didn't like the sitcom shit. If they did another sitcom episode today, I would have been pissed. Like I'm, I just. I don't care about sitcoms. I don't watch that shit. And we're visions already dead. So I you know no offense to Paul Bedney, but I don't really care what they do with him. Uh, and then, cause basically this show sets up phase four, really. I mean, it's to set up Wanda becoming a villain essentially uh, for Dr. Strange. Um, she's going insane. And that was one of the other things they show in the beginning. I, I don't know if you remember it, Mike, but it was like literally the one of the opening scenes 
um, Wanda getting rid of Geraldine or um, Maria Tramp. Oh, Rambo. Yeah. Rambo. Rambo. Just how evil she looked doing it and then realizing what she had done. I mean, it, I was like, oh shit. Like, she's, you know, potentially going to turn evil because of everything happening. I'm assuming it's Mephisto. Yeah, yeah. When they first introduced the character, she was on the bad side. She was playing for the wrong team in Ultron. So. Yeah. Yeah, but what's his endgame if he's using her to do. What if if Mephisto is the villain, the villain behind her? Like, what's the end game? Or is she selling her soul? Or, or you know, I predict. Did she, did she that, hear at the end of Endgame that Cap, you know, Captain goes back in time and he lives his life with the woman he loves? You know, is that something that she? she carries on and she's like, Oh, Cap got to do that. Maybe I could figure out a way to bring vision back and I can live my life with him. Right. For her to live a facade. Right. Well, I, I think it's either that or I predict that there's no happy ending with this show and that it's literally, it causes the multiverse to happen. And then that's it. You have to wait for Dr. Strange to conclude whatever happens at the end, but I'm pretty sure it's not going to get any like happier. <laughs> I don't know how it could, to be honest with you. Um, we have four episodes left, and I really don't know how they're going to finish it. Like, so we had five. There's nine episodes. Yeah, I think there's nine. But that's okay. what I saw. Damn, a whole another extra episode to that. Like, I don't know what the heck they're going to do. Um, Mike, is there anything you want to see from this? Like the entire, like a, a prediction for the rest of it. Now that we kind of know they're really trying to tie it all together with this one. I, I I just no not necessarily I I just want to you know I, I I knew from the beginning at the very least that especially when they kind of eased us into it um, that it was all going to amount to especially this is like the first MCU Disney Plus um, show so mm-hmm. it was going to be rich to something and it and I did mention it in the other podcast as well like it was a it did pique my interest. It was different. It was it was it was kind of eerie and cool in, in, in a way that uh, you know I wanted to kind of you know I wish I could add more to the to the conversation as far as from a, from a special you guys just watch the new one, but um, but no, I mean I I'm just I can't wait to watch it now. You guys you guys hyped me up for it, so I I, I just hope it's uh, it ends on a high note. I know they, I know Eric, you said they had five more. Yeah, they do. I'd be curious to I'd be curious to know why they're going like episode one's 1950s episode two's 1960s episode three's probably you know 1970s episode four that just came out today was kind of like a filler so it really didn't deal with her too much and then just going off of what i can see here you know you're still looking at 80s and 90s i wonder why they did it that way i guess maybe i don't even know yeah, I'm sure there's a reason. I'm sure. I'm sure it's gonna be. It's gonna make sense, and I'm sure it's gonna drive all the fanboys crazy. So I, I will uh, definitely catch up on it. So but I think you're gonna get two more episodes worth of like sit- sitcom stuff, and then you have three main episodes at the end, seven, eight, nine. So. Yeah, so but to answer your question, I'm not expecting anything in particular. I just, I, I just, um, just want to, you know, open it on a high note, and I'm sure it will. Yeah, I think so. Though. I think so. I think so as well. They clearly proved me wrong with this episode. So, 
uh, I guess that's what I get for thinking they don't know what they're doing because uh, I just couldn't believe like just how well they do what they do best at you know with Marvel. Uh, so that's it for one division. Just wanted to briefly talk about it because you know it's not much else to talk about with that. It's basically just briefly going over the episode and our thoughts on it. Um, I don't really care to go too crazy into spoilers because well, I'd rather people enjoy it moderately after what they learn from what I say. But um, yeah, so that's pretty much it for us. Uh, do you guys have anything else to add to one division before we close this out for the night? No, go check it out. Watch it. I think it's go, pretty good. Yeah, go check it out. Uh, Mike, do you have anything else to say about WandaVision? Or are you good to go? I'm good to go, man. I'm going to go try and watch, uh, catch up tonight. Right yeah. Now we get Make sure you do that. Um, we will be doing right, Eric's, Eric's going to give it a 4.5, and you're going to give it a 7.5. Oh, I'd give this episode a 9 out of 10. Um, we'll be doing Thor, Dark World next. Uh <sighs> We're going to take a break from the Marvel stuff for a little bit. Um, give everyone some time to not have to drown themselves in these movies. Um, it does take a lot to watch it and then have to constantly think about what you're going to say and what you liked or didn't like about it. It does take a lot out of you, especially uh, Thor Dark World. It's going to be horrible. So, <laughs> But we make it past Thor Dark World and we get to the best Marvel movie, so it's okay. Mm, I was just about to say that, yeah, once we get past Dark World... We'll be all right. I don't yeah. know if Winter Soldier's the best. It's but... the best, a hundred percent. But it's okay. That's debatable. That's debatable. And don't worry, we'll that's do what's fun about it. Yeah, well, don't worry, we'll get there. So yeah, uh, Thor: Dark World will be coming out um, sometime, probably next month, maybe towards the end of the month. We'll see. Uh, definitely taking a break from the Marvel stuff. Uh, Mike, thank you for being on the show. Eric, thank you for being on the show. Uh, this is the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Hey, it just worked. It just worked. Who would have thought? It always works. It always works. Bye.